From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. Alan Lindquist has had a really interesting career. To put it in sports terms, what he's doing would be like if Yankee great Derek Jeter came out of retirement to coach the Boston Red Sox. For 30 years, Lindquist was an attorney in the tax practice at the mega firm Winston & Strawn, which, by the way, has more than twice the annual revenue of the Red Sox. Then, four years ago, he surprised many of his peers by coming out of retirement to join the Illinois Department of Revenue. In other words, he had spent decades representing the interests of taxpayers, but switched sides to represent the public and the state tax code. Bloomberg tax reporter Michael Bologna rang up Lindquist to get a sense of how this switch has been going for him and to ask him about all the current hot topics in state tax law. But he first started out by asking Lindquist how he got involved in the tax world in the first place. I grew up in Park Ridge, Illinois. It was a great, great place to grow up. I went to Maine South High School. And then I also was in college at the University of Illinois, both for undergrad and uh, law school. My father was an accountant in the northwestern suburbs of Chicago in Wheeling, Illinois. He had a tax return preparation and accounting practice. So I went to work for him and I found out I really liked, liked the work. And I started studying for my CPA at night at Loyola University. So I... I took all the courses I needed to sit for the CPA test, and when I sat for it, I ended up passing all parts at the, at the same time, and my scores are so good, they were like in the top hundred of the like tens of thousands of people that had uh, taken the test nationwide that year, and I, I thought to myself, well, you know, I think I found something I'm really, really good at, so I'm going to pursue that. I, I wanted to do something more than just accounting, so that's when I got the idea to apply to the University of Illinois Law School. And so I, I went there and I specialized in uh, tax courses. Okay. And, and how did you land it at Winston and Strawn after you uh, passed the bar exam? Yeah, well, I, when I was first graduated from U of I Law School, I uh, went to work for Arthur Anderson, which was headquartered in Chicago at the time. And it was really good. You know, it was more accounting work than, than real legal work. You know, we... We prepared tax returns and we evaluated tax return filing positions and uh, reviewed tax returns. But it turned out to be really excellent, you know, training for my subsequent career as a as a state tax litigator. I think it's important to have nuts and bolts experiences exactly how things are presented on tax returns. And I did I had that at Anderson. I was hired away from Anderson by McDermott, Will and Emery, which also was based in Chicago, and they had a budding state and local tax practice and there were yeah, so I, I worked there for a couple of years and then I got hired away from McDermott by Winston and Strawn. In terms of your professional development then too what, what were some of the more important things you learned from working at, at a large firm like Winston and Strawn? Good question I you know one of the things I learned was that you know, we may be opposing the other side, the state revenue department, typically, but, you know, that didn't mean our relationship with them needed to be contentious. We always, you know, took the position that we were going to win a case based upon our advocacy skills. We weren't going to you know, beat the other side into submission. So we had a very cordial, good working relationship and with the state revenue departments. And I, I really think that stood us in good stead. It came to our benefit and in, in the ease with which we were able to litigate cases and work with the other side to, to get cases ready to 
litigate. So that's that's one thing that comes to mind. I, I, another thing is really I, I learned, and maybe this is basic lawyer 101, but some t- attorneys get caught up in they'll look at a case and they'll immediately look only at their client's position in the case. And I always learned that you need to take a step back when you have a case or a transaction and really look at what's going on, what the statute is, and what you know the pros and cons of each position are, and think that through thoroughly before you, you tackle it. Because once you get involved in the case, sometimes you can be a little bit tunnel-visioned. Now, you, you retired in 2018, right? Yes. And then how did you have this... How, how did you have this decision to sort of switch sides and, and take on a, uh, a role with a, the Illinois Department of Revenue? It was interesting. I, I, a colleague of mine at the Department of Revenue retired recently, and he, uh, he, he said, you know, when the time comes to retire, you'll just know. You'll just know it in your genes. And, you know, when I was in my 29th year at Winston Strong, I knew it was time for me to do something. Uh, not retire. I wasn't ready to retire, but I wanted to do something more before my career ended. And my wife was, you know, a few years away from retirement. And I thought to myself, well, it's now or never take the leap. And what I wanted to do more of was actually pro bono work, because to be honest, that was really one of the most satisfying and kind of life-changing aspects of my career. But, you know, I did that for about five or six months, but I came to the realization that, you know, while this is good as a kind of uh, <clears throat> occasional project, it's not really in my wheelhouse. You know what I mean? I, I spent you know, a lifetime, practically 30 years, developing my state and local tax skills. So I, I had seen a job open up at the Illinois Department of Revenue as a special assistant attorney general, and I applied for that. You know, I'm an Illinois uh, resident my entire life. I went to public schools here, I went to U of I. A proud Chicago and proud Chicago sports fan, and I really believe in the state. And so, at this point in my career, to to basically work for and represent the state is is giving me, you know, has renewed my enthusiasm for my career. It's, it's been just a, a, a you know world changing event for me. Yeah. Well, so uh, did anyone either from your Winston crew or or the department question your motives or think? Why are you making this transition? I I remember going out to lunch with uh, my colleagues at Winston shortly before I left, and I mentioned that one of the things I was considering was working for the Department of Revenue, a a position that hadn't opened up yet. But, you know, they were polite and they were kind of, you know, tepidly supportive, but I think that they were kind of scratching their heads as to, you know, what really was I doing. But, you know, over the years, as we've notched some really significant victories at the Department of Revenue, I think, you know, I've since been in contact with them and they really understand the importance of the state of Illinois Department of Revenue having good, you know, excellent legal representation. It's important to the state to be able to protect protect its revenues. Now, from your perch now, too, with the Illinois Department of Revenue, what what are kind of the most difficult challenges that the that agency or any state revenue agency face as they're trying to sort of craft and enforce a, a fair tax system? It's difficult because every, you know, as opposed to private practice, where you, again, just think about your client, 
everything we do at the Department of Revenue, where decisions we make to litigate a case or negotiate a case or how we negotiate a case, it's all in the public eye. I mean, all the state and local tax practitioners talk amongst themselves. And you know, you've got to basically, the facts and law differ in each case, but you've got to be as consistent as possible from one case to the next. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a challenge, but I, I find that we do a pretty darn good job in, in being consistent and uh, reasonable and even-handed. Um, you know, state revenue departments sometimes get a, a bad rap for lacking resources uh, or or lacking experienced personnel uh, or having inefficient processes and the like. Um, what well, what kinds of strengths and weaknesses are are you kind of seeing? You know, in in your duty duty with state uh, with the state revenue department. You know, you have people who are dedicated. You know, who've dedicated their careers to the. Department of Revenue. I, we have a lot of the same issues, even more so than a lot of the law firms. You know, post-pandemic, finding people who have experience to want to represent the Department of Revenue because the pay scale is way down there compared to, to law firms. But, and so that's that's something we have to overcome. But you know, on the other hand, there are people that have been at the Department of Revenue and uh, for many years have devoted their their lives to public service. They're they're good attorneys and. You know, I find it a pleasure working with them and, uh, you know, we have the experience and, you know, expertise to basically handle any tax case that uh, can come our way. I, I know state revenue departments get a bad rap, but I, I think the Illinois Department of Revenue has got a strong group of people who've been there for, for a long time. So, and then finally, if you were to be giving a speech to um, recent law school graduates and uh, offering them maybe some career advice too, uh, particularly in the area of uh, tax law, what, what would you recommend? What kind of uh, uh, career paths would you uh, encourage them to examine? Great, great question. I'm passionate about that because when I was coming out of law school, you know, I just wanted to get the best job I could with the most prestigious firm and, you know, make the most money and, you know, raise a family. And I, I realized that over the course of my career, the the projects that were the most meaningful to me are, you know, the pro bono projects or the public service projects I've done. So, I mean, I would encourage any law school student who is thinking of going to work at a private firm to make sure they do a lot of you know, as much pro bono work as they can, because I, I think it gives them better perspective, it makes them better attorneys, and ultimately it's, you know, so soul satisfying when you can hurt, help a, a person or an organization accomplish something they otherwise couldn't. So that's that's what I'd recommend. I'd also recommend to law students that they think about, you know, working for the government at some point in their career. Again, I think it gives them a broader experience, it gives them better perspective, makes them better attorneys, and Again, it's really ultimately a satisfying thing to do. And just to draw more on your question, you know, you asked me about law school graduates, you know, at one end of the spectrum. Well, you know, people who are at my end of the spectrum were at the point where they're, you know, thinking about retirement. I, I really think you know, people like me who've spent a career developing expertise in the state and local area, they really should consider working for a state agency because, again, it, it just feels so good to, I, I couldn't think of a better client to have or be more excited about the state of Illinois that I owe so much to. And I think that people, you know, especially in this day and age where remote working makes working from home possible, 
I think it's it's really something that people should consider as an alternative to retirement or maybe doing it for a few years before they retire. That was the Illinois Department of Revenue's Alan Lindquist talking with Bloomberg tax reporter Michael Bologna. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up-to-the-minute news and latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz. Rachel Daigle is our editor. Our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is that legal? Why is that legal? Have you ever seen a big trial in the news and wondered, what's really happening there? Have you ever pondered the question, why are lawyers the way that they are? And how much money do they really make anyway? These are the things we live and breathe over at On the Merits, Bloomberg Law's weekly legal news podcast. On the Merits looks into the biggest stories playing out in the legal industry right now. And we feature the finest journalists covering the biggest legal stories from across the Bloomberg Law newsroom. You can hear it wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.